Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? For real this time. This is it. Hello, hello, all you beautiful folks. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted to welcome you to Podcast Assemble. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is the follow-up to Phil Lord and Christopher Miller's 2018 epic Into the Spider-Verse. And after some pandemic-related delays, it is finally upon us. And boy, was it worth the wait. If you haven't seen Across the Spider-Verse yet, what are you doing here? Close your laptop, lock your phone, just go and, go and see it right now. There's the door. I don't care if it's 8am when you're watching this, I'll, I'll wait. The movie is a wonderful investigation of sacrifice and its deep connection to the superhero genre, along with exploring familial ties in the non-Fast and the Furious setting, that is. There's always room for family. If you thought Miles' first adventure packed a punch for niche spider-related men or women, well, the sequel takes it to a whole new level. So we've scoured the movie and found the most mind-bendy, implication-laden, spider-related cameos. And here are our top 10. What was your favorite cameo in Across the Spider-Verse? Why not drop in the comments below? And while you're there, feel free to drop a like and subscribe to Podcast Assemble. But be warned, there will be no holding back on spoilers from this point onwards. Number 10. Into the Spider-Verse strongly hinted that the various Peter Parkers we knew from the live-action incarnations over the years were all intertwined in the Spider-Verse narrative. Even the ones they kind of wish we'd all forget about. And for months leading up to Across the Spider-Verse's release, there were rumours that the multiple universes would all collide. Across the Spider-Verse does introduce its first full live-action features, and that includes both Tobey Maguire's turn as the webhead and Andrew Garfield's. Now the implications are of course monumental, in the same way that it was mind-bending to see the pair showing up in No Way Home. However, we've only included this at number 10 on the list, as the amazing duo only show up in flashback form. This happens while Miles is learning about the role of fate, or in this case, canon moments, and the role that plays for each Spider-Person. Also, Sony released that poster of their Spider-Men. Kind of felt a little more than just a tease. It was awesome to see them back in any form, and I'd hedge we'll see more of them in the third installment. Number nine, freaking dinosaurs and Spider-Man. Yes, please. That's it. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Oh, I should elaborate? Really? Now, if you've ever listened to one of our podcasts over at Podcast Assemble, which I'll link below, by the way, you'll know I bloody love dinosaurs. There simply isn't enough in media. During Across the Spider-Verse, Miles is chased by all of his spider counterparts through Nueva York, showing off some hilarious blink-and-you'll-miss-it moments. And quite possibly my favorite among them has to be Patir Pataka or Spider-Rex. There are a couple of variations of the backstory of Spider-Rex, but this iteration of Pater, God, that's hard to say, appears to be the version which was hit by a meteor full of alien spiders, giving him spider-dino powers. Now, if the first entry here hints at live action coming to the animated universe, I can only hope and pray that this means things might go the other way. Number eight. The Lego franchise is no stranger to making superhero crossovers. The Lego Batman movie might just be the best version of the Cape Crusader we've ever had on screen. And if you're not convinced, go and check out Nerdstalgic's take. 
While the amazingly cast Jason Schwartzman-voiced antagonist of the movie, Spot, is going through a kind of montage of mastering his powers in a kind of subversion of expectations of the hero doing the same, he drops by a bunch of interesting universes, predominantly to fill the quota counter even further, I'd say. While doing so, he pops into a Lego-themed arm of the Spider-Verse. The animation is classically fantastic, and it appears to be that everything is actually Lego-sized here, as Spot does happen to knock off the sign from the Daily Bugle. As a further deeper meta-reference, the Peter Parker in this universe is voiced by none other than Yuri Lowenthal, who voiced the webhead in the 2018 video game. Oh, it's so deep! Number seven. Speaking of the video game, not only does Lonefall's voice appear in Across the Spider-Verse, his virtual avatar from the game does as well. We actually get to see Insomniac Spider-Man on a couple of occasions. There's a sneaky reference to the Warcrawl's phenomenal game when we stop by Miles' dorm and his definitely not man in the chair, Genki, appears to be playing the game while wearing Miles' Jordans. We also get to see the sprite of the character when we are being shown various versions of prisoners locked up by Miguel O'Hara's multiversal Spider-Force, and he's hidden away in a background behind what seems to be the sprite of the Green Goblin from the old Atari Spider-Man game. And I'm also quite sure I spotted him in the Nueva York chase scene of all the Spider-Mens. But let me know in the comments if you spotted the White Spider logo from the video game too. Number six. Bit tenuous this one, I'm not gonna lie. But on the theme of intertwining the broader Sony Spider-Verse narratives, we do get a subtle wink towards the Gerard Leto starring Morbius movie. But sadly, not a full It's Morbin Time sequel. During the movie, Gwen lets Miles in on the fact that Miguel O'Hara is a slightly different kind of Spider-Man. He's only a freaking vampire, but is overall still one of the good guys. You can tell by his beautiful red eyes and how he seems to shout at you all of the time. To this, Miles quips, a vampire good guy? I'd pay good money to see that. Just trust me on this one, Miles. Don't waste your money. In fact, why not just check out episode 60 of our universe's podcast assemble linked below? You can save yourself a few dollars. Number five, linking back to the Tobey Maguire-led Sam Raimi trilogy of Spider-Man movies, we get a delightful nod to none other than Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus. Of course, the Into the Spider-Verse movie had its own take on the scientist turned multi-limbed supervillain with the excellent Catherine Hahn's Dr. Olivia Octavius, whose fresh take on the character was a fantastic rug pull for audiences. In Across the Spider-Verse, we do get a brief nod to Molina's seminal take on the character. In the aforementioned scene where Miles is running from the various Spider-People, he runs through what appears to be a training facility filled with Independence Day-style cutouts of popular Spider-Verse villains, one of which we spotted was Doc Ock, who says the beloved, hello, Peter, just like Molina's character did in the hit film. Hello, Peter. Number four. People seem to quite like the Venom movie for some reason. Being completely honest, I think the symbiote sums up how I feel about the movie perfectly. I think it's... Like a turd in the wind. However, continuing the trend of beating us over the head with live-action references and cameos, during the scene where Spot is testing out his powers, he just happens upon a seemingly random store. 
with an owner who seems completely at ease with a portal open up in front of her and an extra-dimensional animated being just popping out. This indifference calls deeply to my Britishness, and the thick layer of irony helps too. How is this linked? Well, this is none other than the Venom movie's Mrs. C, who, let's be honest, was there for some of the events of Venom, so not a lot likely phases her at this point. Again, though, this further links not only Sony's Spidey Universe's movies, but also by proxy the MCU. Number three. Did you think it was a little weird we didn't get the whole gang from Into the Spider-Verse returning in the movie? Where was Spider-Man Noir? And where was Spider-Ham? Well, in reality, John Mulaney was probably in rehab at this point. And Nick Cage was, you know, probably off been Nick frickin' Cage. You're Nick. seem a little off that Jake Johnson's Peter B. Parker and Minnie Hawk's Haley Steinfeld got so much airtime, and hell, even Penny Parker got a nod, while these two pivotal characters from the first movie weren't even a footnote. However, as the movie is coming to a conclusion, Spider-Gwen is beginning to doubt Miguel O'Hara's leadership and decides that perhaps it's time to take matters into her own hands. Heading out to save Miles from an army of Spider-People, Gwen gets a new team up together, including the standouts Spider-Punk and Spider-Man India, and also the old gang return. So needless to say, we'll likely get a lot more of the original team in the upcoming follow-up. Number two. I think you get the idea by now. The interlinking of the live-action universes was clearly high on the agenda of someone during the making of this film. But this one just makes sense. In a number of scenes in Across the Spider-Verse, we get the unmistakable voice of none other than J.K. Simmons reprising his role as J. Jonah Jameson. We hear Jameson's dulcet tones during the flashbacks to Sam Raimi's Uncle Ben scenes. And we also, and most prominently, get what seems to be new dialogue in the aforementioned Lego universe. You don't trust anybody, that's your problem. I trust my barber. Simmons also reprised his role in the MCU's Far From Home and No Way Home, proving that even in the infinite multiverse of possibilities, there's only one man who can do the role justice. Oh, what have I done? Well, okay, maybe not just one. Number one. And our number one spot has to be Donald Glover reprising his role as Aaron Davis, Miles' uncle. He has clearly evolved his petty arms dealing from Spider-Man Homecoming into becoming who we know as the Prowler. Glover appears during a scene in Nueva York in a prison cell, waiting to be sent back to his own universe. Glover's desire to play Spider-Man through the years has been no secret, and though he aged out of the role, he has voiced the character as Miles Morales in animated form. But why is this number one? Well, because of the implications. Because of the implication. Aside from the slightly flimsy connection of Toby and Andrew who crossed over in No Way Home, and I guess sort of Venom 2, and J.K. Simmons, Glover being part of this movie is the first clear and uniquely individual reference to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If I were a betting man, and with this link fully established, I'd say the follow-up beyond the Spider-Verse 
could look to introduce a live-action Miles Morales, who will be free to join the MCU. And just in time for the MCU Secret Wars Avengers movie, which if you've read the comics, you'll know Miles is a huge part of. But what we want to know is, what do you think? I didn't even get to talk about Spider-Man India, who was my favorite new variant. And where on earth was Japanese Spider-Man? Let me know your favorite in the comments below. And while you're there, feel free to drop us a like, share, and subscribe. We already covered Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse on our podcast, Podcast Assemble. Why not join us for more spicy takes and the latest geek news? Thanks for popping by, guys. Tally ho!